obviously we would love to start the show off with the unhinged tweets of a clearly spiraling self-help professor who can't help but just walk full speed into every rake laid before him. You know who we're talking about, mm -hmm. and if you don't, you will. <laughs> but the stuff that that guy, whoever he was, was, <laughs> was up to over the weekend uh, would cause any video to be instantly demonetized for simply just describing uh, what he posted, the video contained within it, and the commentary yeah. uh, he shared about it. So we will save that uh, for later. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, But first, yeah, we're going to cover something a little bit more important, uh, especially if you are a CEO of a tech company or a venture capitalist. Mm -hmm. The epic downfall of Silicon Valley Bank, a.k.a. SVB, and the pathetic begging groveling, finger-pointing, and attempts at steering the narrative that followed the collapse of a bank that was integral to tech startups, crypto, and venture capitalists. Yeah. All my banks gone. Now, obviously, we're not financial experts. Let, let's get that out of the way, but we can try our best to break down what happened into far more simple terms than the chaos that's going around online. So here's the attempt. Silicon Valley Bank accumulated massive amounts of money in recent years due to a boom period for startups and VC investments. Uh, in an attempt to use that vast amount of capital to make more money, they did what other banks do. They bought investments of their own. In this case, it, it was a standard and theoretically safe bet of loading up on government bonds. When interest rates slowly but surely ticked up over the past year or so, those bonds lost a lot of value, and so did the startups who needed cheap and available cash in order to operate. SVB's investments would have been fine if they had made it a certain amount of time, but they needed cash now. Damn it, that's my money and I want it now. Uh, and they needed it in order to pay out requests from businesses who bank with them. So they started liquidating other assets and selling off stock in order to raise more real money. The fact that SVB seemed to be frantically liquidating assets to come up with cash scared the shit out of the companies who banked with them, and then panic set in, and a massive bank run happened. It was a self-fulfilling bank run. Yeah, which means people and businesses were desperately trying to pull what equated to billions of dollars out of a bank that couldn't possibly release that much money. And to be clear, if this happened at really any bank, if everyone with money in there asked for all their money at once, this would happen. Especially regional banks, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this caused it to collapse and for federal regulators to step in and take control of the bank. Thus, the bank failed in what was the biggest uh, financial failure of a bank since the 2008 recession. Congrats, Generation Z. You just got a very small taste of what happened 15 years ago. Yeah, but really not that comparable, thankfully. No, yeah, exactly. You just got like a little sample of, uh, imagine this with all of the institutions. Yeah. yeah, and it seems like now, after a couple days of uh, just pants-shitting panic from uh, everyone, you know, closely tied to this bank, it seems like everything's going to be fine. What a sight. But what a spectacle. What a sight it would have been to be at uh, whatever the most expensive coffee shop in Austin, Texas was last week during South by Southwest Tech uh, Week. Uh, SVB, I believe, was hosting a event at South by while the news was coming in about the bank run. What do you developing. mean the bank's out of money? So of course, yeah, this is all way dumber than 2008, actually, because tech bros are involved. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the guys who make money appear out of thin air for their gigantic gambles and then rub it in everyone else's face when they're riding on top of the world and their gambles are temporarily paying off. And then they beg for mercy and uh, 
you know, understanding and empathy yeah. once they're finally faced with the reality that not only is their venture not able to turn an actual profit, but they're also unable to pay all their debts, let alone their employees' salaries. Employees who, by the way, have done the actual work and labor in attempting to build a real business while their executives and investors are fucking around in the world's largest casino. So yes, there was a lot of schadenfreude going around this weekend, including plenty of this you? <laughs> that kind of posts where the same folks who were mocking people for not taking financial risks or telling people to pull themselves up by their bootstraps or coming out hard against student uh, loan relief. Yeah. Uh, or just displaying a general sense of smug superiority. Those people quickly and publicly debase themselves by begging the government to please step in and save them. If Biden doesn't do anything... Uh, this is going to be blood on his hands. Uh, all while claiming they were actually looking out for their employees' well-being and financial stability. And another thing, uh, a cool thing about uh, not being rich is you almost certainly don't have $250,000 in your bank account. Yes. And you literally, by law, never have to worry about <laughs> a bank going under. Reaching the government limits. will happily reimburse you. It's as simple as that. We've been over this when we were talking about how... Uh, Crypto was unsecured, and if you lost all your apes, yeah. well, the government is not not able to step in and uh, secure those finances. Like I, I'm open. But to, with regular money and yeah. regular banks, you are insured up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I'm open to FDIC maybe going up because I think within a generation, two hundred fifty k is going to be a down payment on a house in a major metro area. Yeah, so but like, no one's going to be able to afford a down payment for a house, nor can they now. Sure. It, it's it's a number that is out of reach for 90-something right. percent That's, of America. So, yeah, people are, they're like, come on, this could happen to any of us. It's like, no, I don't have $250,000 in my bank. When I make money, I actually spend it. So, <laughs> uh, no, it couldn't happen to me. Mm -hmm. And um, it looks like you were hoarding money, and uh, now the money's gone, and fuck you. Yeah. So, yeah, in addition to all that, the collapse of SVB was yet another glaring example of the results of deregulation, uh, often the same deregulation that these uh, these grovelers, these whiners, were in full support of not long ago. In fact, uh, we're in Washington demanding it. Yeah, so mm -hmm. in this case, it's the rolling back of Dodd-Frank, which was put in place after the 2008 financial meltdown and could have prevented something like this from happening if only Donald Trump didn't completely gut it during his presidency. The legislation I'm signing today rolls back the crippling Dodd-Frank regulations that are crushing community banks and credit unions nationwide. They were in such trouble. They shouldn't be regulated the same way as the large, complex financial institutions. And that's what happened. And they were being put out of business one by one. Ironically, at the behest of people like Greg Becker, a.k.a. the chief executive of none other than Silicon Valley Bank. It's all so stupid. It be your own self sometimes. <laughs> so, yes, it was satisfying to mock these stupid, destructive assholes relentlessly because they deserve the mockery. And honestly, they got off pretty lightly. Yeah. Crisis averted. The grand scheme of things, not a lot actually happened. I would have liked to see them sweat for a little bit longer. Yeah, they did get real pathetic real quick, which is which was satisfying I, to see. I but, think the uh, government only really stepped in or found it necessary to step in once it became clear that all these fucking assholes were spreading panic about this affecting the entire banking system. Yeah, which was not true. Like telling yeah. everyone to go pull your money out of the bank. And and driving around taking videos of uh, what they had caused, which is people going to yeah. other banks and pulling their money out. Right. And also, yes, they stepped in because when it comes down to it, like a lot of the companies that had money flowing through this bank 
have to pay their employees yeah. who are normal people. It would, it so, would cause pretty negative ripple effects yes. if these people's money did just disappear. Mm -hmm. Anyway, no amount of won't you think of the employees pandering helps because they themselves have never done that. They don't care about their employees. Yeah. In some cases, they spent years mocking the working class. So fuck them. Yeah, but, but for more on that previously mentioned bill, which was titled uh, the Economic Growth Regulatory Relief and Consumer Protection Act that was signed into law by Trump in 2018, here's Insider. The bill was seen as a significant rollback of the 2010 Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act. At the bill's signing, Trump commented on the previous banking reforms, saying they were in such trouble. One size fits all. Those rules just don't work, <laughs> per the Washington Post. Trump also said at the time that the Dodd-Frank regulations were crushing community banks and credit unions nationwide. Signing the bill into law meant that Trump was exempting smaller banks from stringent regulations and loosening rules that big banks had to follow. The law raised the asset threshold for systematically important financial institutions from $50 billion to $250 billion. This meant that the Silicon Valley Bank, which ended 2022 with about $209 billion in assets, was no longer designated as a systematically important financial institution. As such, it was not subject to the tighter regulations that apply to bigger banks. It's like, again, who could have seen this coming? It's like this was set up specifically for a bank like this to fail. Pushed well, along by the chief executive of the very bank, who was also uh, in a powerful position in California's financial regulations. So just a mess all around. And of course, they all got bailed out anyway. Bailed out in quotes. And we use that in quotes because it's not really a bailout, but the actual financial regulatory system working as intended. The assets exist. They didn't lose all their value. Average citizen's money was always protected up to $250,000 via the FDIC. And now that things have settled down a bit, the government will make good on the money that is owed to the businesses and individuals who banked with them. This is done using the insurance and fees that the banks maintain and through the assets that still exist. It's just really frustrating to watch as food stamps are withdrawn, student loan debt continues to pile up with no relief, and basic medical care is out of reach for a significant amount of the population I sleep. But <laughs> when the financial industry is hoisted by its own petard, the, the response from the government and conservatives is rapid. All needs are met. Yes. I was uh, with the, the Bugs Bunny communist meme, my profit, our loss. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously continued instability in the markets eventually hurts everyone. But it's frustrating to see the same people calling you greedy for an extra COVID relief check or student debt relief or Medicare for all to suddenly want some of that socialism for themselves after years of destructive, unsustainable behavior. Not to mention, it's becoming more and more clear that the ones involved in the downfall of this bank sought to protect themselves first, making sure their money was protected, available, and that they were compensated completely just before the whole thing went under. Hours before. So now, yeah. we, Don't worry, everyone. We paid out our own bonuses. Yeah. All right, now fight it out online. So, yeah, just more blatant manipulation from the ruling class and frustration and anger for everyone else. Yeah, so the finger-pointing and false narratives quickly followed the panic. The real reason for the collapse was not only a substantial amount of capital unavailable due to some bad bets, but what was essentially group chat chaos within the tech investment and startup communities, where everyone snowballed themselves into an actual bank run that forced a collapse, which wasn't even necessary. Yeah, Again, like the bank was doing what a bank 
like they were doing the right thing. Like they shouldn't have, they should have taken preemptive steps to not reach the point they were at, but they were doing all the proper steps to make themselves liquid in a time when uh, they were becoming less and less liquid. Yeah. And all these su fucking Silicon Valley assholes were in the biggest group chat ever being like, we got to run on this yeah. now. We got to get all of our money out yeah. right now. And like it, things would have almost certainly it, been fine if they hadn't done that. In typical American fashion, the, the problem could have been solved by saying, if we just wait, everything will be fine. But instead, everyone goes, me, 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 I, 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 yeah. and pulls all of their money out. It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, for the everyday person, this is like how when they're like, hey, we're not sure there's enough COVID-19 masks right now. And then a bunch of assholes go down to the fucking warehouse and, and just buy, buy all. a truckload of it. Yeah. So now the problem's even worse. Yeah, same with like uh, the gas stuff where people are just filling up giant yeah. uh, industrial-sized buckets of so gasoline is, for themselves. This is behavior that affects all socioeconomic classes, I guess. Yeah, but, anyways, uh, if you turned on Fox News or any of the lesser yet more apocalyptic conservative networks, the answer wasn't what we just said. I love this because it's just so fucking out of left field. Dis despite the answer being very clear about what happened and what caused this to collapse, the answer was clear to the conservative news networks. Silicon Valley Bank was too gay to handle that much money. Go woke, go broke. That's right, folks. The bank had gone woke. And that is why it failed and went broke. I just love the idea of like, like Silicon Valley is just full of libertarians, essentially. Yes! Like, these are these people, I guess, on social issues, they're pretty progressive. But like economically, these guys are all like fucking Ayn Rand psychos who uh, would be to the right of the Republicans in a lot of ways on economic policy. The, the statement that's coming out, and I believe, uh, I mean, it was right before we started filming, but Tucker Carlson also on his show tonight basically said the same thing that everyone else is saying. If all of the people in charge of this bank were straight white men, this would have never happened. That is okay. literally what they're parroting nonstop. And wow. From Fox News to Newsmax to even the Wall Street Journal, this sentiment was the same. Silicon Valley Bank had leaned too far in di into diversity, LGBTQ rights, and other parts of what they call the woke agenda, the, which is all-encompassing. Yeah, Everything they disagree with is woke now. It's so amorphous from that you can apply woke as a reason for something to whatever your heart desires. Yes. It doesn't matter. It was the same woke agenda that canceled Dr. Seuss That's and right. this bank. Uh, so we don't want to give too much air to this outrageous narrative, but it is important to p point out what they're trying to get across and how ridiculous the accusation is. So here's a little snippet from a Wall Street Journal article about it. Was there regulatory failure? Perhaps. SVB was regulated like a bank, but looked more like a money market fund. Then there's this. In its proxy statement, SVB notes that besides 91% of their board being independent and 45% women, they also have one black, one LGBTQ+, and two veterans. I'm not saying 12 white men would have avoided this mess, but the company may have been distracted by diversity demands. Is so what? insane. And also, what? literally uh, mentioning that it is regulated like a bank, yeah. When that's not true, if you're counting the big banks like Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and others, like that's just a misleading statement right out of the gate, but also followed by complete nonsense. I mean, if we can use the same logic and be that Peter Thiel was too gay 
And that's why he's the one that uh, messaged all of his VC friends and mm -hmm. told them to pull money out of the bank, thus yeah. causing the bank run. The woke panic. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, from there, nearly every rag in print and show on conservative networks ran with the idea that investing in environmental protection issues and LGBTQ rights issues were what actually brought down the bank and not the over 100 billion that it had tied up in investments that quickly went south. Nor was it the fault of the tech dickheads who created their own bank run and then spent the entire weekend trying to spark more. Just as a reminder, this woke excuse was also peddled out by conservatives as a reason behind the Norfolk Southern disaster last month. It, it, you can apply it to anything. They have. Trains have gotten too woke. They have and they will. And they're going to continue to because it is the same, like, just it's, it's the Trump tactic of beating in the mantra so that you have this easy to remember thing that everyone can put their problems onto. All of their base can just say, well, woke. Every problem exists because of the woke. My favorite Critical thing... race theory, uh, LGBTQ issues, uh, climate change. It's all under this umbrella that they've invented that is an enemy. My favorite thing is how much conservatives hate um, ESG ratings, which is like a thing that's been around for a couple of years now. It's environmental something and governance, but it's just like it was designed so that you could see whether a stock for a company you can see if that company is being like responsible environmentally and stuff but the the ratings are so like loose that yeah. like if you actually look at the holdings of any esg like etf like you got the s p 500 here and then you've got the esg s p it's like it's the same stocks yeah like pretty you have to be like an absolutely evil company to not make the esg list it's the same companies yeah sorry that's just a, a side point but like everyone ron DeSantis, like all these people they're just like esgs the banks have gone woke like it doesn't fucking mean anything. well yeah it's all meaningless because they're just creating a villain that their consistency yeah. can hate that that's what it comes down to Anyways, after a weekend where tech bros were desperately trying to drum up fears for the collapse of society, and then also claiming that they were stocking up on guns and gasoline, President Biden spoke early Monday morning and ensured Americans that this would be taken care of in a way that allegedly, although it always does trickle down to the taxpayer, but allegedly won't affect the average taxpayer, while also telling investors, sorry you made a bad bet, loser, which was a nice little cherry on top of his speech, and also informing those in charge of SVP, SVB that they are, in fact, fired. You're fired. Damn, you know Trump is definitely upset that Brandon stole his famous line. Yeah. Steaming. Anyways, here's uh, a bit of his speech. The FDIC on Friday took control of SVB's assets and over the weekend signatures, another bank that failed this weekend. All customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured they will be protected and they'll have access to the money as of today. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. I'm going to repeat that. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Instead, the money will come from the fees that banks pay into the deposit insurance fund. Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. Your deposits will be there when you need them. Investors in the banks will not be protected. They knowingly took a risk, and when the risk didn't pay off, the investors lose their money. That's how capitalism works. Damn it, Joe. You're so good at making me like you sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> Meanwhile, like he does this, which is like, yeah. okay, I like the dig at the end there. This is good. It's very important because there's a lot of false narratives going around. It is important to point out that like there are things in place that do protect the common citizen yeah. from having to bear the brunt of this and protect them from losing money in this. But at the same time, he's like approving uh, drilling in Alaska. Yeah. So it's like you take the good with the bad and then you have President Joe. And you should probably bring back Dodd-Frank too. 
he's at it. <laughs> yes. What's going on with that? Well, anyway, speaking of how capitalism works, before we ruin your appetite with the news that you're all waiting patiently for, mm -hmm. uh, here's a word from today's sponsor, HelloFresh. Mm. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. March is National Nutrition Month, and HelloFresh makes it easy to choose delicious, dietitian approved meals. Simply look for the Dietitian Win tag on their menu choices for meals under 700 calories and with one-third less sodium. With the cost of groceries going up and up, now is the perfect time to get started with HelloFresh. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. HelloFresh has 40 weekly recipes to choose from for all meal occasions, lifestyles, and preferences. Take your pick from meals like soy glazed salmon with rice or mushroom and chive risotto. Powering up with protein is easier than ever with HelloFresh. Just check for the Protein Smart tag on the menu to quickly find recipes featuring 30 grams or more of protein, like one-pot pork and black bean chili or creamy Dijon dill chicken. Mm. HelloFresh makes it easy to eat what you love. Customize select meals by swapping proteins or sides, or even adding protein to a veggie dish. And now, you can even upgrade for organic chicken or organic ground beef on select meals. I've been loving their vegan and veggie options, and have been surprised by how delicious and satisfying they are to cook and eat. As the world's busiest YouTuber, HelloFresh's quick and easy meals are perfect for me because I can get dinner on the table in a matter of minutes and then get back to doing everything else. <laughs> By the way, HelloFresh also owns Green Chef, another one of our sponsors, and their combination provides you with an even wider array of meal plans to choose from. There is truly something for everyone. And right now, our viewers can get 60% off plus free shipping by going to HelloFresh.com slash TodayDaily60 and by using code TodayDaily60. That's HelloFresh.com slash TodayDaily60 with code TodayDaily60 for 60% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Hello! And all right, maybe we still need uh, just a few more seconds between our sponsored ad read and the mm, Jordan Peterson tweets mm -hmm. this weekend. Uh, Elliot, did you do anything fun this weekend? Anything at all, please. Uh, Buy us some time, Elliot. Uh, did you do anything at all? Uh, it rained a lot. Uh, did rain. Uh, Sunday a, was nice. I went on a nice hike on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday was nice. Beautiful. Um... Uh, uh, daylight savings happened. Yeah, I, I messed that up real bad. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to need to readjust. All I, right. I, I, I went. I went to the farmers market, and uh, I I didn't get enough sleep because I realized the time had changed. And uh, oh, the Oscars! The Oscars oh, happened. I, I didn't watch those, but I'm happy for a short round, and it was really cute seeing him and uh, Indiana Jones on the clips I saw on Twitter. Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, uh, set a a record. Uh, it's most so, Oscar wins. I I uh, love that movie. Friends of the show, the Daniels yeah. on stage accepting uh, best picture. I love that movie, and it's still very weird to me that it won best picture. But whatever, I don't actually care about even the, the clips. For anyone who had no idea what this movie is or was, watching the Oscars and just seeing the clips must have been a mind fuck. But uh, also, Brendan Fraser winning was uh, Brendan's back. Wonderful. Uh, afterwards, I noticed this. Uh, afterwards. Uh, uh, one of the channels, CMT or something, was showing Encino Man directly after the Oscars, hey. which also fe features a uh, short round in it, uh, oh, surprisingly yeah. enough. And, uh, and RRR. They performed RRR, the musical number, and it was great, and it won Best Song. All right. So it was overall pretty good, and now enough time has passed. Let's get to the dick-sucking machine. <laughs> <laughs> the Chinese communist dick-sucking machine. Okay, so... <laughs> We don't like to toss around the term broke the internet lightly, uh, mostly because it's an extremely cringy 
millennial chuggy played out <laughs> marketing term coined by millennials but yeah. it's hard to describe what jordan peterson did this weekend in a way that is user friendly at all <laughs> he really did break uh something recently <laughs> when he decided broke his brain uh maybe another body part as well mm -hmm. when he decided to share a vital and important video clip with the world this man has millions of followers unfortunately millions of followers many of whom are you would assume creepily dedicated to this man and you would telling them how to live their lives yes yeah anyway an undeniable piece of evidence that the chinese communist party was holding men against their will in order to drain them of their precious seed in an attempt to spark a population boom so that china could continue their attempts to dominate the world that's what he posted about yes and yeah it's pretty shocking stuff <laughs> uh jordan peterson tweeted out a video of what he thought was a Chinese communist dick-sucking factory. And, um, well, we obviously can't show you the video, nor can we really describe it in much detail. Uh, picture, men... Well, we, we describe it a bit, but... Okay, uh, yeah. okay. Uh, furthermore, you shouldn't even really go seek out the video. This is some weird fetish shit. Just know that it was an outrageous sight to see, especially when it's being promoted by someone who holds himself up as one of the greatest thinkers of our generation, a true public intellectual, yeah. an inspiration to people, but uh, men, inspiration to men, men, men everywhere. everywhere yeah. And a man who despises um, groomers, despite clearly tweeting out a fetish porn video to all of his followers, a significant portion of whom are probably underage. Yet here we are. Here yeah. we are. That's a thing that just happened. Also, also, this was just one of about uh, a thousand tweets this man posted over the weekend. He is... I think in the midst of a psychotic break. Yeah, even his uh, his. I uh, this time I think it was his actual daughter. Yeah, uh, like, Dad, you can't please, be posting this. Please stuff. stop. Um, and so I I have described it in some detail here, but I've tried to be careful with it. So uh, for clarity, and and we swear this is just for clarity. Here's what happened. Someone tweeted out a fetish. No shame. If you're into that sort of thing, I guess. Someone tweeted out a fetish porn video produced by a dominatrix and added the following false context. What's going on in China? Three children policy? Warning, graphic pictures. So the video is, again, I don't know what we can get away with here, but uh, looks intense. Uh, you know those machines that uh, pull milk from cow's udders? So just imagine that... <laughs> But then, like, a bunch of overweight dudes strapped to what looked like hospital beds. Uh-huh. Um, okay, you've got the picture. Anyways, brain genius and inspiration to forgotten males everywhere, Jordan Peterson, quote tweeted the video, assumed it was actually real footage from inside the, the very own communist dick milking factory, and said, such fun in unbelievable techno nightmare CCP hell. And this is... Uh, like Elliot said, he was on a roll, but there were like three in particular. One we can't even describe, or I don't even want to mention because it might be illegal. But uh, th it's in addition to a retweet that he sent out indicating that <laughs> internet personality shoe on head was actually a trans person who regretted the decision and detransitioned. Uh, that was w one of many. And, and that, was, that was weird because he retweeted it and the tweet was from like a year ago. Mm -hmm. It's like, how did you even find this? Like, where did this come across your timeline? Uh, yeah, so it, it was a very unhinged 24, which turned into 48 hours, which is now turning into 72 hours for a dude who is already unhinged. Also, I believe this is yet another um, example of uh, Twitter user Juniper, like, willing something into existence. Yes, because, because the original she, meme. So she made a meme, like, this is way back when Jordan Peterson was, like, uh, 
really badly hooked on benzos and then his daughter Michaela basically was put in put herself in charge of his like healthcare and like they made a lot of um seemingly ill-advised decisions about his health but uh, Juniper posted this video like a porn uh, picture of like a a blonde woman who vaguely resembles uh Jordan Peterson's daughter Michaela standing in front of like a man hooked up to one of these dick sucking machines yeah but it was like and, there's tubes everywhere yeah. <laughs> it was an indistinct man because he was like wrapped in latex yeah it's like you wouldn't like at first glance you wouldn't know the, yeah you, until immediately... you see the 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 pump yeah uh then but but yes uh this was passed off as <laughs> as real and then uh all of a sudden <laughs> i don't know a year or two later yeah. He posted a eerily similar... Juniper is too powerful. This is like, how many fucking home runs is this? It's absolutely insane. Just just altering the zeitgeist on a monthly yeah. basis, at least. Bring back the Snickers dick thing. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways yeah. <laughs> the reactions to all this were great. As of course they were. Uh, including the tweet that we first saw regarding the dick milking factory, which came from... Juniper, she said, you will absolutely never believe what Jordan Peterson quote tweeted. <laughs> and no, I could not believe my eyes. I got, this was the first time I've been not I, tricked. Cause yeah, I, I, I was like, what could it be? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't no. that I was tricked like a, like a Rick roll or something. It was like, well, how bad could this be? Yeah. Obviously this is another wonderful banger of a joke from at Juniper. And no, I was actually shocked at what I saw. So the follow-up tweets from around Twitter were mostly a mix of shock and awe. People just couldn't believe that this man could be so gullible and so horny and so stupid. Yeah. But there it was. In Jordan Peterson's mind, this video was proof that the Chinese were milking their men for precious semen to spark a baby boom. And he seemed honestly a bit jealous. Yeah, he did mention fun. I also love that the video, like, as to appear as though it was some kind of leaked uh, footage, had just like uh, the, the matrix, matrix crawl. <laughs> yeah, it had the, yeah, the matrix like shit over it. Someone hacked this out of the CCP's mainframe. And like also like it's um, the video is like everyone in it is uh, like American or European. Like it's not there's no Chinese people in the video. Yeah, it's, and consensual. The, yeah, the full it's, don't go looking for it, but the full video is out there and people unearthed it uh, because yeah. of this. Uh, so first, a shout out to the Surfs uh, for this amazing tweet and graphic. Uh, please go share it so that it ranks up in the Google search results. Uh, links are always in the description. I want this to pop up every time someone Googles Jordan Peterson. You see a cock-milking fetish porn video. I see a Chinese communist breeding program. We are not the same, bucko. At not very mad posted, most of the time this app is fucking awful, but then out of nowhere, it'll hit you with Jordan Peterson thinks there's secret Chinese dick-milking factories, and that's why I will never log off. At Margbar America, you can tell Twitter is dying because Jordan Peterson mistaking Dom milking porn as Chinese torture would have been main character shit for weeks, even a year ago. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one almost slipped under the radar. At Bourgeois Alien, sure, Jordan Peterson retweeted male fetish milking porn to his underage followers. But the important thing is he's protecting us from the real threat. Trans kids quietly living their lives. Yeah, and there's many more uh, pointing out the horrific irony of his positions on LGBTQ rights and the fact that he tweeted out hardcore fetish porn to, you would assume, an audience that is probably filled with underage users. Uh, underage users who are free to roam on a website owned by Elon Musk. But also, this isn't even the first time, like we said, that Jordan Peterson has been associated with this <laughs> very specific fetish. Because, yeah, the, the meme it has existed of his, quote-unquote, his daughter... Being like visiting dad in the hospital and it's a dude getting milked in the background. <laughs> Tubes and everywhere. Wild. Um, anyways, 
in in the hours and now days that have followed, Peterson spent all of that time utilizing uh, the spray and pray method of diverting attention. You know, just posting literally nonstop. Yeah, someone uh, did the math and they were like, this man has been tweeting like every like eight minutes for the last three days. Yeah. And this is instead of just shutting up and being like, all right, you got me. I tweeted out a dick milking video and I said it was Chinese, uh, a Chinese milking factory. Oh, this oops. Is, and this is just the latest of like unlimited examples of why this man really just needs to fucking log off. Yeah. I mean, I think the last time we covered him in depth, he like, uh, well, okay, he got banned from Twitter and then he came back and then I think he said he was going to take a break and then immediately just posting away again, like within hours of saying he was going to take a break. Yeah. Um, but he does not seem well. And he's yeah. tweeting at CNN like... Yeah, his ramblings became <laughs> even more nonsensical as he went along. He, he was very recently, uh, or he, re recently he was very upset uh, at the country of Germany, specifically... Berlin, allowing women to swim topless in public pools. And it then tweeted out his own Kefefe-style banger. Absolutely everything you do, CNN, is pathetic virtue signaling. Thank God her days are nimbered. And that was a weird one. It's like, CNN's doing virtue signaling. They're reporting on Something uh, that international news. Also, I was surprised that this was even news because having been to Germany, I guess it's public pools because... Yeah, on beaches. Uh, multiple they, yeah. beaches and lakes, like, it just... Uh, everyone yeah, just do whatever they want. They don't really have much of an issue with nudity over there. Mm -hmm. We do here, and uh, apparently a big problem. Yeah, we Americans like to sexualize things that aren't necessarily sexual. Mm -hmm. It's a... Kind of recurring pattern through all this. But uh, if you are looking for more conservative weirdos who preach and legislate against gay and trans people simply living their lives, while at the same time thirsting all over every aspect of Simping. Them, boy, do we have a recent episode for you. Randy Randy, the lieutenant governor of Tennessee, got caught in the thirst trap and from the looks of him, drank his way out. So that video is going to pop up in a second. <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, we do want to thank all of you for constantly hitting that like button because... I know it's annoying to say all the time, but it does work. The engagement works. Our subscriber numbers are up, uh, the views are up, and we have you, brave viewers, to thank for it. So leave a like, leave a comment, reply to a comment, and if for some reason you're not subscribed, do it. Also, this episode was sponsored, and I think this whole week is, so oh. don't, don't worry about hitting the thank or join buttons. You have done enough. It is time to rest, soldier. Yeah. So now the videos are up on the screen. Click on them, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.